Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, October 10th, 2022. There are some sermons that you hear that you never really forget, and you you never forget where you were when you heard it. Uh, And one of those sermons for me, especially because of where I was, uh, we were staying at this hostel at the foot of Masada. Uh, this was when I was a college student spending a semester in Israel, and there's Masada is this fortress uh, that was built up in its heyday by King Herod the Great, and it's most famous for being kind of the last holdout in the rebellion of the Jews against the Romans. Uh, at the same time when the temple was destroyed, uh, shortly after that, the last of those rebels hold out at Masada. And actually all in the end, as the Romans breach through the walls, finally, they all commit suicide. So it's a famous historical place, um, but it was a, a, an interesting place to go and to see the ruins, to to think about God being our fortress. But the night before we went up to the top of Masada, we had our chapel service there. And and this one professor gave a message from Deuteronomy chapter four. And there it says some similar things to what we're going to see in Isaiah today about there, there not being any God like our God. And he says something, he said something that I still remember and just talking about there being one God and nobody like him, no one else like our God. These are not, he said, just abstract theological things. These are life changing truths. Do you believe that? And do you see that? That the reality that there is only one God and that there's no one like our God, is that just, oh yeah, I I know that from theology and I know why Christianity is true and others are are false. Or, Or do you see, no, if there really is one God and there's no one like our God, that is a reality that should transform my entire life. I hope that's what you see. And so let's look more closely. Today, we're looking at Isaiah 43 and 44. And each chapter has a section that really makes some of these points uh, very strongly. In uh, chapter 43, verse 10, it says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you and you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and I am God and henceforth I am he. There is none who can deliver my from my hand. I work and who can turn it back. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, even the Chaldeans and the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Right? There, there is no one like God. He is God and He alone. No God before Him, no other gods after Him. And then in Chapter 44, starting in verse 6, it says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God 
Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me. Since I appointed an ancient people, let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. So these passages both proclaim the reality that God is God and he is God alone. And there is no rock beside him. There is no God after him or before him. And that is not just, all right, yeah, let's talk about monotheism compared to all the pagan polytheistic cultures. No, it is a reality that is meant to change our very lives. And a couple ways it should change is you see it right there when he says, fear not, nor be afraid. Um, he's, he's exhorting them, don't be afraid. That's one of the life-changing realities of the, the fact that there is no other God. We don't need to be afraid of anything except him. We've already seen that in Isaiah. Fear God, and you don't need to fear anything else. And that's where, let's look at some other things. And as we get into some of the prophets, we we need to be careful. There's a couple extremes that I want us to avoid. And one is we just mindlessly apply anything we see in the prophets to us. Uh, you know, most famously, you think of uh, Jeremiah where it says, I know the plans that I have for you to give you a future and a hope, uh, right? And a lot of people don't even think about it. It's like, I like the way that sounds. I'm just going to think about me in that and ignore, well, that that was specific to people that were going into exile and that the exile was not the end, right? So just without thinking, just taking any little phrase that we like and thinking, oh, that's mine. uh, And that's talking about me. um, That's not what we want to do. But then on the other hand, I see people go to this extreme and kind of say, well, then there's nothing we can get. And this is only talking to Israel back in these ancient times. And so um, none of these verses are talking about you. And while, yes, they may be focused on Israel, let's remember Romans 15 says that the things that were written in former times were written for our instruction and written for our encouragement. So no, you you should look at this and say, yes, these words encourage me. And understanding the historical context will actually probably make it more encouraging to me. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's, there's nothing I can get out of this. For instance, let's look at uh, chapter 43, the first verse. But now, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, <clears throat> fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Now, does God clearly say he's talking to Jacob and Israel there? Yes, he does. And I don't buy into the thought of of some teachers today, even that, you know, Israel has been replaced by the church and, and the church is the new Israel. So anything said to Israel applies to the church in all these situations. I don't buy that kind of teaching. But look at this, though. Look at those words. Can you not, as a Christian, say that God has redeemed you? Can you not say that God has called you by name if you are a Christian? You belong to him. So can you not also take comfort in that idea of fear not? And even these images, even though God is talking to Israel, can't you see, man, these images of of going through the waters and the rivers and the fire, 
Can't you look at the promises even that are reiterated in the New Testament? Think of Jesus even in the Great Commission. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God's going to be with me when I'm in the rivers and the waters and the fire. Right? I'm not alone and God will protect me. So don't ignore verses like this. I'm just thinking, well, he's talking to Israel. Uh, no, these are actually cherished words. These have been sung in hymns by Christians for centuries. We should rejoice uh, in these things. And and that's where coming back to this reality, there is one God. Well, we should rejoice in that and we shouldn't be afraid because he is with us and we belong to him. Another thing just that should change our lives with the reality of uh, the fact that there is one God is we should see the folly of idolatry. And and he goes through in, in this moving and interesting story of this man who has this this wood and he, you know, he makes a fire, he makes, cooks his dinner and he turns part of the wood into a God. So it's, Hey, you, you, you've made this fire, but you've taken some of it and you've turned that into a God. How does that make sense? It doesn't. Uh, idols are futile. And that's where we need to realize idols are still futile today. Idols cannot save us. And that's where we may have gotten, uh, although still true, unfortunately, in many places in the world, uh, but we in our society might not be as tempted to make a piece of wood into an image and bow down before it. But man, there are many things that we are trusting in and desiring more than God. And they're still just as futile today as they were back in in those times. And so uh, let's let this reality that there is one God, not just be a theological fact that we glance over today. Let it be a life-changing truth. Now, another thing I'm excited about this week is we will be reading through the entire book of Philippians. And that's obviously exciting for me because that is what we are teaching through right now at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. And we're starting the book of Philippians today with Philippians 1, 1 through 18. And some things I want to highlight for you today, which is if you attend Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, this should be review. Uh, But one thing is notice how his relationship is built off of a partnership in the gospel. And I want to encourage you that your life would be so focused on the gospel that that's where you would have cherished relationships with others. And another thing I want to encourage you with is just how Paul was uh, utilizing any open door he had to share the gospel. He's in prison, but he's saying, hey, that's given me new opportunities for the gospel. And his example inspired other people to be bold and to speak the word without fear. So I want that to be an encouragement to you. What are the evangelistic opportunities in your life? Do not ignore them. Be bold. Speak the word without fear. And finally, even as you wrap up this podcast, maybe you spend some time praying. Remember to pray for other people like Paul did. Be intentional, pray for other people, and maybe even today use verses 9 through 11 to even give you the words to pray for some of the people on your prayer list. So a lot of things to remember there from Philippians chapter 1, but today we want to remember there is one God, and that is an important theological truth, but it is also a life-changing reality, a life-changing truth, and I hope it's one that we never forget. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.